Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fluff to Buff Fitness Podcast. This is Johnny here today with a very special guest and friend of mine, a fellow athlete from the supernatural community, Amara Martinez. Amara, I'm so glad that you could join me today. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. How are you doing, Johnny? I'm doing good. Doing good. Looking forward to um, a fun weekend. And uh, man, the weather's been great here. So, you know, getting out for some walks and stuff like that. Um, it seems like I remember that you live somewhere where it's like frozen tundra most of the time. Is that correct? <laughs> you are very correct. I live <laughs> over in a little town called Dillon, Montana. Um, it's about it's an hour from the Idaho border. Um mm-hmm. So it's it's a tiny little town in southwest Montana. We've got two stoplights. But yes, it is cold here uh, from usually September, like mid-September until like June. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> so I'm in Georgia where it's like summer for 98% of the time and you get these little, we get these little cold snaps. It sounds like where you are, it's either winter or it's non-winter for a couple that's, months and then it's winter again. That's pretty much how it goes. Like they, <laughs> they claim that we have four seasons, but I think that's a bunch of hogwash because we get like a blink of fall and then we get a spritz of spring. And then, I mean, you kind of... I will say Montana is temperamental. I always tell people mm-hmm. you never know what you're going to get. You're go- you could get all four seasons in one day. So just come prepared for anything. <laughs> gotcha. Well, Amara, I know that you and I have have sort of seen each other on the Supernatural community um, posting. And we've, we've commented some back and forth with each other. Um, so I, I know about you from a Supernatural perspective, but we haven't spent a whole lot of time just chatting and getting to know each other. Feel free to, for me and for our listeners, just tell me a little bit about you, like what what kind of things you enjoy doing, you know, about um, what life is like in Montana. Um, give us a little bit of background. All right, a little bit of background. So I am almost 32, I turned 32 on the 15th of January. Pretty excited about that. Um a lot of people give me grief when I say I'm excited to be in my 30s because they're like, well, you're getting old. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I just started living. There's nothing wrong with <laughs> Yeah, you hush your mouth. I'm in my 40s. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, 32 coming up. Um, I have two kiddos. Uh, my daughter just turned 10. My son is going to be eight in May. Um, Fun ages. They are the best. They keep me on my toes and keep life interesting for sure. Um, I am married to my wonderful spouse that has supported me through heck and like hell and heaven, if we're being honest. Um, <laughs> we have been together 11 years, so quite a while. Congratulations. Um, That's great. Yeah. We, and it's, it's been, we've worked really hard to get where we are. So I'm pretty proud of us and uh, the work that we've put in. So um, and then, like I said, I live in Dillon, Montana, tiny little town. Um, mm-hmm. I live on the outskirts of town. So I live uh, where there's lots of wildlife and um, it's really quiet, uh, really dark. So we get to see the stars and enjoy all of the things that nature has to offer when you get out of the city life and kind of things slow down. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to be outside. I'm an avid hiker in the summer. Um, I have like all these bucket list hikes I want to go on and I've gone on quite a few 
since being on this fitness journey that I'm super proud of to check off of my list because they were challenging and they've been on my list for quite some time. Very cool. So, love hiking. Um, I love hunting. Uh, my husband is a muzzle loader hunter. We don't hunt traditionally. We hunt with like bow arrow or uh, muzzle loader. So it oh, always wow. makes that a lot more fun um, and interesting because you got to get way closer to your animals. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're uh, not just sniping from a tree stand somewhere. Exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. I love to. We antler hunt, uh, you know, the, we have deer and elk in our area. It's very abundant mm-hmm. over here and we go out hiking and antler hunting. Um, there's a pretty decent money in antler hunting if you can pick them up and find them. So we usually, it's fun to get oh, outside and do okay. it, but we also do it to help. Like we set that money aside to buy Christmas presents, you know, or, oh, that's or birthday really cool. presents or, you know. It's like a Pokemon hunt that pays off, right? Exactly. (laughs) You're exactly right. (laughs) So we go antler hunting. And then my kids also, um, they love to geocache. I got them into that when they were were little. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you know what that is, but geocaching, it's like a worldwide scavenger hunt. Uh, You take a GPS, your cell phone, there's this app you use. And you, they, people hide stuff like all over, um, in the city, in the country, uh, all over the place. Right. And you go mm-hmm. and find it. And so we call it treasure hunting. Well, we did when my kids were little, um, right. and it was just a way to get them to enjoy being outside and together as a family, but also to see places you typically wouldn't see if, sure. uh, you didn't go geocaching. Right. So yeah, we're um, not, we're not, we don't tend to just sort of wander like like that much i don't think as, no. as humans like if there's and something you, to hunt for then well, yeah you don't tend to it's funny because a lot of the geocaches we found are they're in plain sight but people because you're not looking for them or you don't mm-hmm. know they're there they just walk past it like it's nothing so yeah. it's all it's fun for me to see that too and learn how to just be more in tune with your surroundings and stuff that stands out to you. That's different, you know, because right. you can find some pretty cool stuff. If you have an eye to catch something that's different, it, even if it's just a little glimpse of like, Oh, what's that? Um, mm-hmm. I know we've, we've found some pretty cool stuff doing things that way. So, um, that's really cool. Yeah. But then, and then as far as like non-active, like mellow, I love to read. I love to crochet. Um, I'm a self-taught crocheter. I'm pretty proud of that. I would that's fun. Just watched YouTube videos <laughs> and wanted to learn how. So um <laughs> I love to color. Uh there's I, been a yeah. big surge in that in the last few years with coloring books that are are a little more intricate and detailed, like for you know, not just little kid coloring books, but more for adult, you know, exactly. people to, to color and stuff. So that's really cool. When we did our Secret Santa um in our group that we did on the ABSN uh, group that we did, I put coloring books and markers in my in my uh, wish list or whatever. And mm-hmm. my secret Santa gal, my secret Santa lady who I love and adore, she got me my markers and my coloring book. And it totally made my day. 
and just made everything uh, so much better. So that's so cool. So with you talking about our, our group, you know, Jake and I have talked about these groups before. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of is a good segue into talking about fitness because I know you know that particular group is uh, a group of people that that all use supernatural. Yeah. Um, but I, if I remember right though, Amara, your, your fitness journey, your health journey and everything started even a little bit before Supernatural came into the picture. Am I, am I remembering that correctly? You are correct. I did not start Supernatural until 2022 early mm-hmm. on. And, uh, I started my health journey in 2019 in December. Gotcha. Um, so tell me a little bit about that because I've seen some of your like sort of before and you know how it's going now progress like style pictures and collages and have been just blown away with the transformation that you've shared with us. So talk to me about that journey. So all right, so I've been overweight or I was overweight since the time I was very young. I was a very active child. I loved um participating in anything that was activity related. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know, something changed when I got older and into school. Um, I think, you know, when you transition to the school system, it's a more sedentary lifestyle anyway, cause you got to sit at a desk all day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just kind of spiraled. I, uh, I had a, I had an issue with drinking a lot of soda all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, not making the best food choices, using food as like a comfort thing instead of like to fuel you. It was used to like swayed me into feeling better, but then mm-hmm. that doesn't ever been really there. work. <laughs> I've been there. I'm with you. Yeah. So it, it was rough. And and then you get to a point where you, you just keep getting bigger and bigger. And I'm not going to lie. At one point I've, I thought, well, this is, this is it. This is just how it's going to be. I'm, I'm never going to be able to walk up a flight of stairs and not feel like my lungs are going to blow up or I'm not going to be able to, you know, hike up this mountain with my husband to go find this antler or Mm -hmm. with my kids without them saying, come on, mom, you can do it. Like, or, or holding somebody back from doing something they want to do. Like I just had kind of accepted that was how it was going to be. And, um, I have been there. I, I just want you to know uh, th- that part of your story so far is so spot on similar to mine. I told Jake that early on in one of our early episodes, even that I had resolved that I'm just going to be the the fat guy who can't do anything. And I'm going to probably die young. Like I, my mind literally had gone to that level of sort of just defeat and acceptance. And I'm so glad I'm not there anymore. Me too. Me too. Cause it's a dark place to be. It's, and it's lonely if I'm honest, because you convince mm-hmm. yourself that you're not going to be around to see all of these things. Um, probably mm-hmm. me. So even more because I, I lost my mom very young. My mom died when I was 15 years old. Um, um and she died from a heart complication, but she also died cause she had a bit of a drinking problem. And so, right it all kind of fueled it. And I, my mom also was, um, not in the best of health at that point in her life. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of also had resolved, like, I'm going to die at 51 because that's when my mom died. And that was so sad to me because when I think about all of the things that my mom was not there for, it's, it never stops hurting when you lose a parent at a young age, because 
all of the important life events that they're supposed to be there for and they're not reminds you each time how much that loss hurts. Um, I know when I graduated high school and my mom wasn't there to support me, um, it was, it was hard. And then having kids, getting married, graduating college, um, making, you know, my first successful cake without it collapsing, like all these things that you want to share with those that you love. Um, but they're not there to share it with you. Right. So I just, I finally got to a point where I had some major life changes. I lost my job. Um, and it was like a kick in the, in the butt that I needed because I, I lost my job because my mental health wasn't super great. And I made some not great decisions and it mm-hmm. resulted in the consequence of me losing my job. Right. So that oh, kind of yeah. had me take a step back and evaluate, like, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go? Because I wasn't happy with where I was at. Right. Um, and I had an idea of where I wanted to be. I just didn't know how to get there. And so I, I am a very, I'm not a very religious person, but I do believe in a higher power and I do pray quite frequently for just help, you know, like to get help and understand, um, what it is best that I should be doing. Like what steps should I take? Well, I applied for a job, uh, that is based not in Montana, right? It's based at mm-hmm. originally was based out of San Antonio, Texas. And now my home company or home base is in Minnesota. Um, okay. and so my insurance is now an out of state insurance, right? So I had looked into having, you know, gastric, uh, bypass or gastric sleeve, because I literally had a physician tell me that the only way that I was ever going to get a ventral hernia that I had repaired or ever be a candidate for it was if they did it at the same time that I had like a bariatric surgery, because I was so heavy that the chances of it reoccurring was like 99.999%. Oh, wow. And so, um, I was like, well, that's fabulous advice to have weight loss surgery, but Montana doesn't cover that. And I'm not a millionaire, so I can't afford (laughs) to pay for that out of my own pocket. Right. So I was like, I guess I'm just going to live with this ventral hernia forever and be fat forever. Right. That's like Mm. basically the advice I got from this physician. And so, um, that was kind of like another slap in the face and But anyway, I got this job and I got my health insurance and Mm -hmm. I found out that because it was an out-of-state insurance, they went by the state's laws that the insurance was based out of and the states that my insurance is based out of, they cover that procedure. It is a covered service. Wow. What a blessing. Right. So that's when I started making phone calls. And I'm going to be honest, in the beginning, I didn't tell a single soul, not even my spouse, what I was considering doing. And the reason why is because everybody has an opinion and Mm -hmm. it's going to be good or bad. And I wanted to make this decision for nobody else other than me, because I knew that whatever decision I made, whether it was to have the procedure or not have the procedure, that major life changes were going to come with that decision. Mm -hmm. And that I had to be prepared 
for what that decision entailed. Yeah. So I did a bunch of research. Um, I ended up going through Billings uh, St. Vincent Weight Loss Clinic. So mm-hmm. I had a four-hour commute one way just to mm-hmm. make it to my appointments. I had to go through a psychological evaluation to make sure that I was mentally stable enough to undergo the procedure. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to go to support groups uh, before and after. I had a fabulous bariatric educator that probably gave me the best advice I ever got and has mm-hmm. stuck with me from the very beginning. And it was, this surgery is not going to solve your problems. It will be a tool in your toolbox mm-hmm. that you can rely on to help you get to where you want to be. But if you only rely on surgery, you will fail. Flat out, she told me that I would fail. I have other friends that have also um, had the procedure done, and they've been really clear that this was not the easy way out. This was not like, it's not just like something you go do and then boop, you're good. It's like extremely hard and difficult and choices are still hard and you still have to be disciplined and all of that kind of stuff. So I completely agree with what you were told on the front end and fully believe it as well. I've watched friends go through, um, you know, the process of losing weight after having um, bypass or, or a, a gastric sleeve. And it is not easy. It's, it is not at all. So kudos to you for taking that step. It was so hard. And I, <laughs> I remember thinking, okay, like I got done with everything and I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm going to do this. And you know, everybody in the beginning tells you that you, you need to do it for you. Right. And initially I did because I wanted to know if I really wanted this. But then you start thinking about, well, who else is it going to benefit from this, right? Like who else is going to benefit from me being healthy and me being around longer? So then my shift focused to my kids and my family, not just my immediate husband and my kids, but like my dad and my sister um, Mm. and like all my cousins and my friends and my aunts and And all these people that I love and care about and that care about me, right? They want me here and I know they do. But, and so that was like another driving factor. And, um, so I, I got all my stuff done. I I went and had this surgery and, and they, they tell you like, you know, they kind of give you some insight, like, oh, your, your taste buds are going to change. You know, there might be food you won't tolerate. And I kind of was like, yeah, right. Whatever. Like your taste buds change. That's not a thing. (laughs) Oh, it's a thing. It is a thing. I woke up from surgery. Water tasted like dirt. Like every, every, (laughs) it was so, and water, you have to drink water. Like that's what they want you to drink right after surgery is water, water, water. And I'm like, it tastes awful. Like it tastes so bad. And, uh, so I struggled with that. I struggled with food in the beginning. Um, I had Uh really bad nausea. I couldn't keep anything down, but I couldn't throw Uh up either because I didn't have a stomach to do it. So you just sit there and you're just miserable. (laughs) Oh gosh. Um, and so it was, it was a lot. I I can I can only imagine, like I said, from from seeing friends that have gone through that process, um, how difficult it is, yet how much resolve you 
develop and resilience, um, resiliency that you develop in the, in the process of going through it. So help me, help me, um, fast forward just a little bit through that process as you began to see progress. Um, where, where did, uh, physical activity fitness start to come in for you? Because that obviously changed your nutrition. It changed your discipline, yep. like your mental habits and everything. Right. So, how did your like your progress look yep. to the point where you felt like, hey, I can start moving. I'm strong enough now. I can like start moving and, and being active. So I started to drop weight very quickly. Um, fast forward through all my recovery, probably about a good six to eight weeks after my recovery, I finally got the clearance to go ahead and try and do physical activity. Um, mm-hmm. By then, everything was healed. And so I jumped into CrossFit. I was an an avid CrossFitter. I, um, that's where I started. I modified everything. I couldn't do a lot of the workouts that they would do Mm -hmm. just because it was so intense. And I was still pretty heavy at the time when I started doing CrossFit, I was still over 300 pounds. So there was a lot of stuff that I couldn't do, but I, I, I participated anyway, had a great group of athletes that supported me through that process. And then summer came along um, in 2020, and all I wanted to do was hike. So that's all I did all summer. Mm-hmm. And really, that's where my weight started to come off and started to change. And I I got to a place where I was super healthy um, as far – I thought I was super healthy and happy with where I was, right? And Because you're, mm-hmm. you're able to do what you want to do. And so I could climb a flight of stairs. I could – run with my kids and not be winded. I could hike up a mountain, mm-hmm. you know, those, those goals that you think you have for yourself. Well, it then so <laughs> I saw an, it does, it feels so good to be able to do those things with your family and not, um, not feel like a burden, Johnny, <laughs> like, yeah. to, because that's yeah, how I, I felt it. a lot of the time. I get it. hundred percent. So, Christmas time of 2022 or 2021, 2021. I bought the Oculus. Yep. Mm -hmm. Christmas of 21. I bought the Oculus. I bought it because of Beat Saber, which I feel like that's a common thing that everybody says because it's something (laughs) that everybody sees. It's something that's very promoted on Facebook, I feel like. And so that was what grabbed my attention because my, my kids love music and they love to dance. And so I was trying to think of like a, an interactive thing that they could use too, um, that the family could benefit from. So I ordered that. And then, um, I did beat saber for like two or three weeks. And then I found supernatural, you know, because all their algorithms, they have to show you everything that is similar to that. (laughs) And I, I fell in love. Um, I love to travel. I love to see new places and I haven't done a lot of that since I've had kids, because, you know, as we all know, life changes when life isn't about you (laughs) anymore. Right. (laughs) And so, um, I, I love to travel and seeing all those beautiful places. That was a game changer for me because it was, Mm. it, it reminded me, you know, when you read a story and you get pictures in your head of what the place looks like that, it was mm-hmm. like the pictures I would picture in my head, you know, like big, beautiful yeah. trees, water, the beach, um, all those, all those things and being able to just enjoy it. And then to throw 
music in there, which has always been a huge part of my life. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was in choir and band growing up and it's, I love to dance, but I, I could never do it because I was so overweight that it hurt my joints and it hurt me to move. Right. And so I remember the first session I did and I was just blown away and I was like, this is something, this is a game changer. This is going to be a game changer for me. And it has been since then. I, not just in the physical sense, but in mental health sense too. I am a, I'm a bipolar one person. And so I Uh struggle, um, with depression and anxiety and just feeling overwhelmed by things. And I'm an ADHD person too. So I'm constantly, my brain bounces around all the time anyway, it makes it very hard to focus. But when I'm in supernatural, all those components going on, like it calms my brain down because I'm looking at the scenery, I'm hitting the targets and I'm listening to the coaches. So all of my senses are engaged in one thing and it allows Isn't it me so cool. <laughs> yeah. It allows me to, to focus and process those thoughts. And, um, it, helps I just me. love that. Yeah, I, it, it does. I just, they, and it's every day somebody says something that resonates with me. Um, I know not too long ago, I just spoke about how, Coach Duana said, and you can edit at names out, Johnny, if you want, but one of the coaches on Supernatural said something that stuck with me. And it was the the road will the road will come to an end because it, it bends, right? The roads bend, they turn, but your mm-hmm. road will come to an end when it bends if you don't choose to make the turn. And oh, so wow. that's really good right? So powerful. And it stuck with me for forever when I heard it because, and I just kept repeating it because so we, we're going to have obstacles in life. That's a a factor. Like it's just a known factor. We're going to have obstacles. Um, but how you handle those obstacles is really what's important. Right. And so Mm -hmm. on your, I think everybody likes to think that fitness is a linear journey. It's just one directional and uh-huh. it's always going to be, you know, if you put all your effort into it, you're going to get what you want out of it. And some to, to some degree that is true, but also we have to remember there's other factors that are that factor into whether weight loss is successful or not successful. Right. Sure. And so, um, Rather than focusing on a linear process, if we accept the fact that it's not linear, that it's going to be, it's going to look like a ping pong ball. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to go everywhere. You're going to get launched up into holes that is going to launch your ball off into outer space. And (laughs) it's just going to happen. And if we don't choose to make that turn, when those when those obstacles come up, that's how we derail and that's how we get off track. Mm -hmm. And so I've just, I've come to learn that it's important to have your, your feet grounded, so to speak, in something that is, that is going to keep you motivated and something that's Mm -hmm. going to keep you going in a positive direction that you want to go in. 
That's um, that's so good. Yeah. I talk that's something we talk about here often too is that if you'll embrace the idea of process and journey instead of just focusing on the desired result. It is it is smart to have attainable goals that you set for yourself so that you mm-hmm. can set your compass, your trajectory, make sure that you're heading in the right direction, but exactly. um but what you have to embrace can't just be the picture of the goal. You have to embrace the process otherwise you'll hate the process. You'll exactly. hate it. You'll despise it. If you don't find a way to love the process and embrace that and grow in that, um, we even talked about how that process doesn't take time. It deserves time. We deserve the time that it takes to, you know, that it that's required to grow in that process. If we can embrace that, then we, when the, the road turns, we can turn with it. We're flexible, right? So I love that. I love it too. And I think hard things, I always think like we, we can do hard things. Like I know, I know sometimes it feels like we can't, but we can. And I, I remember when, and when you say fall in love with the process, I totally know what you mean because when I was overweight, right. You can relate to that when you're walking and you're huffing and you're puffing and your lungs feel like they're going to burst. And that's hard for you at that time. That is your level of hard. That is your, that is your turn in the road. That's causing you like a struggle because I know when I would hit that point with my lungs, I would be like, Oh, that's too much. And I'd back off and I, and I wouldn't push them. Right. Because we think, Oh, it, it, it's uncomfortable, but, um, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's, it's not going to be pleasant to go from being, out of shape to in shape. Uh, It's just not, you have to embrace the fact that you're going to be sore. You're going to huff and puff. Your lungs are going to, you're going to push them. And now, Mm -hmm. like what you said, when you fall in love with the process, I love when that happens to me now. I (laughs) (laughs) exactly. I love feeling winded and I love reminding myself like my flight or uh, flight response, like, Hey, I decided to do this. We're not dying right now. Like you need to calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Like we're not running away from a bear. We're not being attacked by apocalyptic (laughs) zombies. Like we are fine. (laughs) Yeah. So good. So good. Well, Amara, if would you be comfortable sharing sort of a like a progress report update? Yeah. As far as like like numbers, like this many years or months, and I've you know made this much change in my life. Or if you feel comfortable sharing that, I, it would. Yeah. I just know it'll help people that are listening understand. Oh, this person has really done some stuff. Like you've really put a lot of work in for yourself. Absolutely. So I have no problem telling people that I am sharing at all because I'm proud of myself and there's not a darn thing anybody could say that would take that away. So I started this journey at 466 pounds. That was the heaviest weight that I was at. Um, Mm -hmm. And I am now sitting at 170. Um, And... uh, (laughs) It has not been an easy road. Um, and, Let's you know, go. I will tell you um, going, I was 250 when I started Supernatural and I'm 170 mm-hmm. now. So all of, wow. I mean, beside, that was, and that was just all Supernatural. I, the only thing I do besides Supernatural is hike and mm-hmm. snowboard. That's, that's all right. I do. So 
Can I can I pause you for a moment there? Absolutely. What, What I love about that, how you just said that casually. Yeah, you know, the only other things I do is is hike and snowboard. Go back three or four years in your mind. Mm-hmm. And and think about how physically difficult it would have been. You'd probably been like, I ain't going for a hike. I ain't snowboarding. Yeah, I ain't going, going snowboarding either. <laughs> right? Like that'll wipe me out for a week. I mean, at least for me, I'd have been like, that'll wipe me out for a week. I won't be able to walk or anything. And now those activities are just the, oh, and by the way, I do these things too. I love yeah, that right? shit. Like nonchalant, like. <laughs> yeah, that you're, to me, that's the win more than anything is that you're no longer a spectator; you're a participant in all the things you love to do. So much so wrong. that it's it's not even thought of as like actual exercise. Oh, well, of course I go for a hike. Of course I go snowboarding too. I love that, Amara. What an amazing transformation and journey. Great day. It's, it's been, you know, I will tell you my my bucket list hikes that I have going on. So there's a mountain here. And, and I say this because I would have never been able to accomplish. And that now that you bring that up, you're right. I should celebrate those, those achievements. Right. So yeah, I, there's a mountain over here lives, but it's by my house. I stare at it all the time. It's huge. It's 10,000, like 700 feet in elevation. It's, and mm-hmm. it's just this giant peak. And I have always wanted to summit that peak. And I'm going to be honest, I'm pretty sure I just thought it was like a pipe dream that would never happen. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I did it. I did it this summer. I hiked. It took me freaking four, three, four different times of attempts before I finally did it. But I summited that mountain this summer. And it was the best feeling ever. So you're, you're right, Johnny. We should... We should celebrate everything and not just be chalant like, oh, I, I can do this or I can do that, you know, <laughs> because when we remember where we came from, that's a big deal, you know, because we never would have been able to do that before. So that is so cool. I just want to say as a friend, fellow athlete, fellow journeyman on, on the health and fitness journey, I am freaking proud of you, sis. I mean, just absolutely so proud of not just your achievement, because it's not the achievement is the fun firework that everybody sees go off in the sky. I'm proud of you for the effort, for the consistent, determined effort for getting back up after days or weeks where you may have slipped backwards. Like, because I know those are in that journey too. Mm-hmm. It's not a perfect incline. I'm just so proud of you for every bit of hard work and effort that you've continued to give yourself. Freaking way to go. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and also I want to share if you're okay with it, one, one or two of the collages, even that I know you've shared publicly. If, if you don't mind us sharing that on our fluff to buff page, I'd love for our listeners to be able to see w- this transformation that we're all proud of for you as well. Um, so that when they're yeah. listening, they can be like, Oh, that's the girl, you know, <laughs> there's Amara. Absolutely. So. I would, yeah, that would be perfectly fine with me. I'm, I love people. And if there is one thing I've learned on this journey is that we have to help one another. You have to be, you have to just be there. You have to show up because people are watching you. And, Mm -hmm. um, that honestly alone has been probably one of my biggest motivators is knowing that I do have so many people that love and support me and that want me to succeed Mm -hmm. and know that they're, 
they're proud of me and I don't want to let those people down, but most of all, I don't want to let myself down. So for sure. In that, absolutely. You can share yeah. th- those collages all you want, Johnny. That's awesome. But what I'd love to do, Amara, we'd love to do this with, with guests is give you an opportunity to as best you can, um, sort of if you bumped into somebody in an elevator, right? If you knew you only had like one minute to give them a piece of advice on anything, not not just physicality, right? But just any, anything as far as moving forward, making a decision, making it happen, you know, for yourself, health, fitness, whatever that is. If you had them for one minute, what what would you tell them? I would tell them that they need to they need to set little goals. They need to set not astronomical goals, but little goals. And I'm going to focus this on weight loss because it's my biggest relator. Sure. Um, for myself, little goals looked like things that everybody takes for granted. Being able to see your toes when you look down, mm-hmm. uh, being able to sit behind a car and have space between you and the steering wheel, mm-hmm. uh, being able to, um, fit into a pair of jeans that you weren't able to fit into pick a small goal that you can achieve. That's going to keep you motivated and don't Mm. focus on the numbers Mm. because it's not about a number. It's about how you feel. And once you Mm -hmm. start to feel those changes come on, that's when you're really going to start to evolve and become a person that can start to set those bigger goals of numbers or whatever it is that you want to do. And so that can be true for any goal that you want to achieve is you have to remain disciplined and you have to remain, you have to give yourself grace. That's another Mm -hmm. good thing is give yourself grace because you're not going to be perfect every day. You're going to have those setbacks. You're going to have those ping pong moments, pinball moments Mm -hmm. where life feels like it's crazy. So that's probably best advice I can give. (laughs) That's wonderful advice. And friends, you're hearing it from someone, again, similar to Jake and I, who's not just pointing at a book of facts, but somebody who's daily now for a long time walked walked this path, taken this journey. And Amara is saying, set small goals, give yourself grace, you know, like look for the small wins and celebrate those. That's wonderful advice, Amara. I can't tell you how much I appreciate uh, your heart and your desire to share your wins and the struggles um, with us. I know there's more that we can unpack and we will do that. I promise you in another future episode um, here on the, on the podcast, but thank you so much, my friend for joining me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Johnny. I love being here and having just talking and talking fitness and getting to know each other better and being able to share too with your listeners. Right on. Well, friends, thank you so much for tuning in today to get to know more about Amara, to hear her story. Um, As always, we want to encourage you to come find us on Facebook, reach out to Amara even. I'm sure she would love to encourage you on your journey just like we do. We look forward to sharing with you again next time here on Fluff to Buff.